Welcome to episode 23 of the Monday Morning Podcast. This morning, Winky, Googie, and Madsy Gadsy discuss resentment and forgiveness, banana-headed babies, and segue into a future of grief grouping. Welcome back! Welcome back! Hey, to we're the back. We're back. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back on schedule. We're the we're we're back to back. The beast back of two back, backs. Yeah, we are back to back. Take we never left. Taking you from the back. Oof. Uh, sorry. And this but is when we okay, brag. Now this is when we let's <laughs> love all these little innuendos okay, right now. Let, let's like back up from that okay. thing. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess thanks for Our coming to the Monday the Morning gutter. Podcast. I'll introduce myself. Um, my, my name is Harry Vigo John Jensen, <laughs> and, uh, my dad was a little doggy, mm. and he was on the streets of Cancer, Ohio, mm. and he got picked up by PETA, and they're like, we're gonna save you with chemo, um, <laughs> and then they took him to, uh, no-kill shelter, and I was like, this no-kill shelter looks a lot like hospice. And they were like, yeah, it's mm. it's it's a only kill shelter. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, they 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 put him down. They put him they down. Euthanized him. Yeah, they they cracked up his spine, they cracked up his <sighs> his hip, they put little euthanasias in his lymph nodes and colon and lungs. And they really just mashed him into a little doggy pit bull. Uh, cancer potato with extra butter on January fifth, twenty seventeen. Mm. So, my God, hey, wow, 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 core geez, that's Woof. a lot. <laughs> Woof. I'm feeling um, dash hi, undone. Hi, <laughs> I could um, do more. Well, I don't even know. I, f- how I feel. To follow I feel. Up. I feel um, pure terrier. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Well, my name is Gabby. Um, What's up, bro? And my little mommy died on September 3rd, 2016. And, you know, to put it simply, she just got dunked on. Like, just Mm. point blank, (laughs) slam dunk. Let's keep it to facts, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it wrecked her. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Body, mind, and spirit. Mm. It just... She never came back. She was never yeah. the same. Some some would say she was the basketball in the NBA dunk contest. Mm-hmm, you can actually mm-hmm, see mm-hmm, a curled mm-hmm. up little basketball auto going yeah. through the hoop. Shaq, Shaq shattering the bas- the backboard like her ribs during a massage. Yeah. Her body yeah. kept the score that her game. Bo- mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the score is 0-1. Yeah. 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 She didn't win. No. Uh, no, no needless no. to say. Yeah. The Reaper reaped all those good points. Well, I'm, she's Gabby. I'm sorry about that. It's all yeah, good. Sorry. It's all sorry, good. sorry. Sorry. Still hurts. But Still hurts. Still, Still hurts. hurts. Not, not processed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who are you? Oh yeah, so I'm <laughs> Madison. My mother also Who's died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting in for research. <laughs> okay. um, this is our intern, Maddie yeah, Ann Bellotta. Madison, Maddie Ann. Yes, I can. <laughs> Dogs, everybody. Because <laughs> I can. Gabriella you know, Fuego Bellotta. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my mom used to call me Madzy Gadzy. I thought about that the other day. Oh, mm. forgot. Um. Anyways, I'm Madzy Gadzy Bellato. Um, my mom died September third, twenty sixteen, and mm. she was she was like a a MacBook that just didn't have adware, didn't have any virus protection, mm-hmm. and just one day <laughs> she opened an email. In her, it was spam. She didn't know though. Mm. It was like something about gambling. She oh. was like, "Ooh, let me open this." Um, C- grow your cancer fifteen inches in one week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then just viruses, boom, boom, a big, boom, a big started cock hitting her on the screen. Yeah. Was that <laughs> a big cock on the screen? Now, now who's now? That's not even an innuendo. It's just out well, there. Well, that's what mm-hmm. happens when you click on something weird. Then all like shit just crazy shit pops up well she was a gambling addict so i like to think that it was like a slot machine Mm. that was like you know like open this and um 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, now I'm doxing my mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just viruses popped up everywhere, it, you know, and uh, it was cancer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was cancer. Yeah, MacBook malware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, MacBook mm-hmm. malware. That she didn't motherboard. The, she didn't have the McAfee mm-hmm. um, installed. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. no. McAfee. <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> I don't know why that sounded like I didn't. We I've never <laughs> said that out loud. She didn't have the McAfee <laughs> Mocha mm-hmm. installed. Um, we only do deep cuts on Dead Parent Podcast. Uh, so our yeah. first sponsor, McAfee. McAfee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Protect your motherboard before she gets dunked on yeah protect your motherboard mm-hmm. well i'm sorry mm-hmm. sorry to hear that uh maddie gadsy yeah, gadsy okay. <laughs> yeah and she would Gatsby just she would, she would always call Gatsby. me you little you little shit <laughs> no she wouldn't my god my, my it was a joke it was a joke dude i feel like our listeners wouldn't know that we've talked about how horrible our family was i don't know what she would call me <laughs> She call you Googers. Oh yeah, Googers. Googers. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. What what is what is Googers? She would say Googie Bear. Googie. She would call me Googie. Googie Bear. What does that mean? I don't know. I think it means I'm awesome. <laughs> Our Sounds mom like had a lot of like strange little things she would say. Yeah, I'm learning that as yeah. I grow older and I say them to people and they're like, "What are you no, saying?" No one knows what it means. And I'm like, yeah. "What? Your mom didn't say that?" Yeah. They're like, "No." I'll be back in two shakes of a lamby's tail. Is that mm. anyone? <laughs> okay, is that's that a saying. That's okay. a, that is a N- phrase. Not lamby. No one says lamby. <laughs> Y- yeah, your people mom, say lambs y- too. Your mom loved to add the Y to it. Madsy, yeah. Dadsy, Googie Bear. Well, and you know what the <laughs> best part of that phrase was? Is that she would say that when we were uh, young and in the car and she would pull into the gas station and she'd say, I'm just getting some candy. I'll be back in two shakes of Lammy's tail. We know what she was getting because we Marble could see lights. her through the window and mm-hmm. she wasn't going. She would pick up like some Sour Patch Kids just to cover it up. But uh, we could see her doing the exchange with the cashier getting the cigs. Mm. Um, but I knew because the cigarettes were always up. Yep. So mm-hmm. they would, they would they reach to, up. They reach and I'd be up. like, the Skittles aren't up. No, Skittles are aisle two. That's yeah. yeah that's why, not. why are all the Starbursts behind the counter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but she would be back in two shakes of a lamb. It was quick. Tail. My, so. uh, my little ditty daddy would call me a winky. He would oh, call okay. me a winky because I Is had. Is that rude? I <laughs> had extreme. It was to me. It was like this. <laughs> okay. It was this like little inside joke of cruelty because he he's randomly <laughs> said some words and called me a winky when I was like three, and I like looked at him. I snapped around. I looked right in his eyes. So I was like, I am not a winky. And for the mm-hmm. next t- fifteen years of my life, he called me a winky. It's just like huh. in it's it's just a slur that only applies to exactly me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, interesting. He was like that made Harry really mad. Yeah, we're going to call Harry Winky. <laughs> yeah, Let's that, double down. That, yeah. that is the Jensen set of humor. It's like I can uh-huh. see the fury growing in you. I'm just going to twist the knife. You know, I wonder why that upset you so much. I don't know. I was such an angry kid. Like you could hear me screaming blocks away. I would in the huh. grocery store. I would slam my head like into the cart, you right. know, when you're sitting yeah, backwards. Saying that. Throw yeah, all this scary. shit on the yeah. ground. Yeah, no, no one worried about me, but uh, that's okay. It turned out well. I yeah. was just talking about this with my boyfriend, how we were like, all of the things that our parents probably noticed in us throughout our childhood that were concerning, like, objectively, <laughs> all the times that I just, I feel like our parents, this was maybe a generational thing where they were just like, it'll work itself out. You know, it's a phase. Uh-huh. It's a phase. They'll grow out of it. Mm. And it's like... After 18 years of you seeing me with this thing, like, when do you think it's, I'm no. going to grow out yeah, of I'm it? Yeah, I'm a lifer. Like, at this point, I'm it's not, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I have two notes. First, uh, this is hilarious because I also have Google up, but uh, the last two <laughs> letters are covered by Skype, so it says Goog, Googie Bear. Googie uh, Bear. Okay, um, yeah. Hey. And yeah, I, I totally agree. I was just called Difficult. You yeah. know, and I was like, well, I think I might be mentally ill. Because I don't know if I've talked about this, too, but I definitely had severe brain trauma when I was born mm. because oh. I thought this was a normal thing. But um, I uh, I got stuck in mommy 
Like, mm-hmm. like she probably shouldn't have had me virgunally, uh, vaginally, uh, the, yeah. the creature from the, the pink lagoon. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll cut that, cut that. Uh, <laughs> I just got lost. I, I didn't know that reference, but. I like the pink lagoon. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. But so I got stuck. Like my brother had to be C-sectioned, but apparently like that can be really like sort of hard on the mother. Like. To have mm-hmm. a, a child C-sectioned and they feel like she felt like she didn't have a legitimate birth experience mm-hmm. because of that. So she was like, mm-hmm. this one's co- mm-hmm. coming out the pussy portal. 100%. <laughs> Does she just have a really tight Wapertini? I'm sorry. I had to okay. say that. Cut that, cut that, that cut that. No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> cut that. No, 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 no. Mommy, mommy. Wait, she listened. No, she okay. listened. I, yeah, I, I, she listened. To this. <laughs> Let's just say use context clues. But so I got stuck. I got stuck on the way out. So they had to use something that was the mix of a, a plunger and a vacuum. Yeah. Oh yeah. They our did brother this to our had brother that too. Yeah. Conehead. 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 Well, my dad. Conehead. Conehead. My, my dad. <laughs> my, my dad said I was shaped like a banana. <laughs> okay. And they had to just wow. sort of they just like literally like Play-Doh. They just sort of like put your skull together. Yeah. And like that yeah. looks like a person. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Oh God, the doctors are all like looking at you. They're like, I don't know, is it a little lopsided? No, Just that happened. Pat the right down a little bit. That uh. happened to our brother, and he was like the firstborn. So our parents were like, "Did we just have a conehead baby?" <laughs> like they were like so scared. <laughs> they're fucking like twenty six years old, and they're like, "Our son has a, a <laughs> like little pointed head." <laughs> he can only I wear just dunce imagine, caps. Like Patrick Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can only Patrick Star. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Star, yeah. Huh. Anyway, wow. Well, uh, do you? Uh, you know, we were. Uh, you were called difficult. Yeah, I was called hyper. Oh, hyper. Yeah, hyper, yeah, hyper, yeah. hyper, hyper, hyper. So hyper. Madison's hyper. Madison's dramatic. Madison is a you drama were pretty, queen. Uh, to be fair, you were hyper. But what kid isn't? But yeah, a little sugar in this bitch. A little pop tart. Well, little l- little little Marlboro Starburst. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, now when I get like. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I think I was just called a bitch. Ah, uh, googie. I don't know. B- bitchy well, googie. I don't know. I I, I would. <laughs> I've always. I think I was very outspoken as a child, and I had a strangely developed vocabulary at a young age. Um, mm. This was in my no mom's filter. This you was just in my mom's journal about me when I was like five. So that's she wrote like two pages, um, and this is what all she wrote. But she was like, the preschool teachers are like impressed because you know way more words than everybody but i would just say yeah no filter to people in public i'd just be like you're old you're fat and then my mom would be like i'm so sorry she's just a little a little googer she is a little googer well do you and like you're just being honest you're just a child with no filter you know just so pure just saying facts you know well, yeah. well, we were just uh, thinking and talking about uh, forgiveness before we mm-hmm. turned on the old the old recording button. And oh. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and the topic of, like forgiving yourself, forgiving your dead parents, forgiving other people for like the alienation that uh, happens with grief uh, or for being called a winky. Um, and that I guess this honestly <laughs> is one of the things that. I like there's I, I think there's sort of two ways to to forgive, which is like mediation and meditation, like making amends or like having a conversation versus just sort of like trying to like meditating on it and just trying mm. to resolve it, which is sort of what you have to do with mm. with uh, dead bitches, because because right. uh, <laughs> you can't talk to them. And, and this is one of the things as I've developed and sort of come to terms with my mental illness and addiction that. You know, I actually like do still have some resentment for my father, which is like I was clearly, clearly mentally ill. Uh, even as a child, like there was some, there was like w- reason to take me to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And th- throughout my whole life, my dad sort of denied my mental, my mental illness, uh, which I right. think we've touched mm-hmm. on before. But so that can be like that can be really tricky because you can't confront the person, you can't like be like can you ask me for forgiveness you know like do you see why i've been trying to forgive you and you never get to see their reaction to the things that you didn't realize or didn't have the chutzpah to address at the time the the little cojones little cojones Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah do you still have things that you haven't forgiven your parents for 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no hesitation there. I think it's like a never ending process, honestly, because at least for me, I feel like I keep remembering things as well. So it's like I'll close one chapter and then like a memory will come out of nowhere. And then I'm like, ah, another little thing I have to meditate on. <laughs> like, But I think uh, I don't know. It's it's really difficult with a dead bitch mm. because mm-hmm. it's I feel like it took me a long time to like uh process that there were reasons like to be angry at her at all Mm. um so that was like a longer process but i don't know it's like i feel like i keep unraveling things (laughs) that i need to like forgive and i don't know it's difficult but we're trying yeah um i think for myself you know i uh like she died and <laughs> I hadn't even I wasn't even aware that she had been like emotionally abusive to me growing up. Yeah. Like there was 21 years of a Bliss. really dysfunctional and toxic relationship that I wasn't even privy to. Uh, and I mean, I knew it wasn't great, but I was very much in denial. You know, there are a lot of layers um, to like a dysfunctional upbringing and denial I feel like is like quintessential Mm -hmm. um and so then I started like I think a lot of listeners know I'm in Al-Anon and like Al-Anon is just a it's like a 12-step group for people who have like are related to or are friends with an alcoholic or dating an alcoholic maybe whatever and I've like just learned so much about myself and my family through this program that I started learning about, like, all of the ways that, you know, my mother was, like, really emotionally abusive to me and just all the ways that uh, it broke open a lot of things. Like, I didn't even know that I had to forgive her (laughs) for a lot of things until after she died, until I was, like, 24. That's, like, when I got into Al-Anon. And so the past, like, you know, two and a half, well, yeah, two years um, has been, like, a lot of accept, like, learning first, first, becoming aware of all the ways that like I need to forgive my mom and then next it's like the awareness acceptance action it's like the three A's that's what it's called in Al-Anon and I'm sure other people in other programs have a similar thing or people in therapy awareness acceptance action so it's like okay awareness that like my mom was emotionally abusive and that I have to forgive her for certain things and acceptance that like she was doing the best she could with what she had. Like she was emotionally abused growing up by her own mother and like, Mm -hmm. you know, finding the compassion and acceptance that like she really was just doing the best she could. And then, you know, taking action, which is like for me, like not repeating (laughs) <laughs> like the abuse that she did to me to other people. Yeah. Um. And it's just, it takes constant maintenance. It's not like, okay, boom, like check. Awareness is done. Check. Acceptance is done. Check. I've done all the action. It's like, I keep having to like re like cycle through all of these things because like Abby said, like different things keep coming up for me where I'm like, Oh, there's another thing my mom did <laughs> that I forgot about yeah. until now, you know, like another way she fucked me up. Um, mm-hmm. and so then the cycle begins again. Uh, and it's really painful. It sucks because yeah, they're not there to, you know, talk to about certain things, but it's like, I don't know. Then I think like if she were here, like what, like how far would I really go with her, you know, talking about these things? Um, well, that's the like issue. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll <Right>. never know. Because <laughs> it's not like she ever healed herself. You know what I mean? Like, she was kind of still the same mom that I grew up with. Our relationship was different, and I'm different. So, like, we would have a different relationship now, but, like, I don't know how different she would be, you know? So, it's not mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I don't even know how therapeutic it would be to, like, talk right. about these things with her at this point. But, I mean, yeah. Well, something that occurred to me is uh, well, before that, um, yeah, I'm in a. Buddhist program called Refuge Recovery, but I'm also working the steps in AA. Uh, does it, and in AA, you uh, at one point you like make an inventory of all like the harm you've caused, and uh, then you uh, make amends and ask for forgiveness. D- is there anything like that in Al Anon, like mm-hmm. in terms of forgiveness? Like, what's the 
what's the approach there? Do you talk about the harm you've done, or is it is it not as much? Like, yeah, are the steps it's different? The it's, steps, the right? it's the exact same. Yeah, steps? It's the okay. same yeah, steps. it's the same steps. So yeah, it's it's the same thing because you know, like alcoholism is a family disease. So mm-hmm. basically, like you know, you kind of act the same way as the alcoholic. You just don't maybe have you're not like you're not addicted to a substance but you're like addicted to like control you're addicted Mm -hmm. to like perfectionism you're addicted to like probably like you know you're probably very codependent so you have a lot of codependent relationships and like you could be codependent on other substances maybe that aren't alcoholic and like the likelihood of being an alcoholic is also far greater if you come Mm -hmm. from alcoholism obviously which like for me quitting cigarettes has been super enlightening and figuring out how much of like a dependent brain I have. Like I'm Mm -hmm. kind of like, okay, like what can I do next? You know, I'm like, should I go back to smoking pot every day? It's like, no. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Clocking that, that is a desire that I have. Like, I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's the same steps. So yeah, like, you know, cause my disease has like caused harm to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and not like my, Mm -hmm. Not that I have an addiction, but just like the disease of like growing up in a dysfunctional family and a huge portion of that dysfunction stems from the disease of alcoholism. Yeah. I mean, if you're raised by an addict, it's like you're pretty much just like (laughs) raised with their like traits. You learn you learn addictive behavior. Yeah. You learn the disease because like that's your role model. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it is like a weird thing to come to terms with where it's like. I might not exactly have like a substance issue per se, but like there's a lot of it's like a big old mirror. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's really like the relationship between our mom and our dad, because I mean, they were both addicts, but like our mom, you know, was the Alanonic in that relationship where she, you know, was trying to like basically like change my dad you know it's kind of like a disease of like wanting control and wanting to change or like cover up <coughs> for him right yeah i don't know it's i i don't even know if i'm supposed to be talking about it on the podcast because it's not <laughs> anonymous, anonymous but anymore um but yeah honestly this got me thinking about something because something i think about a lot is like is it harder to have a parent die when you have a complic when you had a complicated relationship with them or is it harder if you had a good relationship with the parent and like Mm. i don't even know if this is if you can really like answer this question if there is one answer but it's something i think about a lot because i'm like would this be would this be harder like is it harder for me because we had such a complicated relationship or would it be harder if like we had like a perfect relationship and I was losing this person that I was so close with, you know, I I think for me, the complications make it more difficult to like mourn and to grieve, especially because there's, there's, there's like so much like left undone. And then even with people like who had like abusive or absent parents, I mean, there's still like a modicum of like regret of like, God, what if we could have figured it out or like mm-hmm. you know right. Right, oh right, right. i i i hated my dad per se and like oh d- is that is that bad uh and, and i was yeah, thinking about something you said earlier too about like how far would i really go with um like with my mom if, if she was still here which which made me think like would i even be aware of like the very real complications and difficulties with my father if, right. he, if he hadn't died and then I didn't yeah. mm-hmm. because when he died, I realized all these things that would never happen. Like, like all the memories that he had of me as a baby and he'd never tell me those stories and like all the conversations that I didn't even know I wanted to have. So right. I, I, I honestly yeah. feel like it's, it's sort of like clearing out the attic. It's like all the things you realize that you can't ever talk about or discuss or try to like have some kind of dialogue about like suddenly appear and they hit you a lot harder because you're not like, oh, I should say that eventually. You're like, I missed it. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think I'm probably more critical of my father that he's died. But now that he's died, but I, I think that. I, I think that I needed time for that to, like, you know, get the rose colored glasses off and be like, OK, he was a good guy because, you know, he was good and it was complicated. He was a good guy. But, you know, there's some stuff that I wish my parent didn't do or ways that i wasn't supported or 
opportunities I wish we had to to talk. I mean, do you think that you've thought more about your relationship with your mother or like the bad things or maybe even the good things about your relationship since she died? Yeah. Well, this is reminding me of another step from Al-Anon in AA, which is like, it's about like having a spiritual awakening as a result of like doing the steps. Mm -hmm. And like, (coughs) I think that a lot of like, I haven't had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps because I haven't done all the steps. Um, But I feel like my first experience with a spiritual awakening was after my mom died, which I feel like to your point, it's like so much of the shit that I've processed is because of her death. You know, like I wouldn't like I don't think a lot of this stuff would have happened if she hadn't died. Um, And like I find gratitude in that now, (coughs) you know, I find gratitude in her death because I am. I feel so much more healed and like recovered in life. Um, so much more of my life makes sense and I have so much more peace. Um, and you know, that's like a direct result of her death. Um, and no, I don't think, I think the death really like, it just triggered a ton of shit, you know, that would have never been triggered if she hadn't died. Mm -hmm. Um, so no, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. I agree that like, it was kind of a domino effect yeah. of like various things wouldn't have been revealed <laughs> had she not died. Um, like you might not even be in a program or something, you know? No. Like, like I don't even right, know if we right. would live in New York city, you know? Yeah. Like we like talked about the butterfly effect, which is definitely like can apply to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might be my father's caretaker right now if he was still alive. Yeah. Or right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Like, cause like, you know, we would want to be like, now that we're all like out of school and stuff, like even more so it's just so crazy how like lost in our minds we can get of like, well, if they were here, everything would be like this, you know? And it's like, things would be pretty bleak actually. If my mom were still alive, like she would probably still have cancer mm-hmm. be on like her fucking 500th round of chemotherapy yeah i would probably like feel so guilty that i would still be living in minnesota like trying to see her as much as possible like ugh. yeah Who knows? oh my god girl no no i do think like <laughs> it's interesting too because um i think like as the grief time goes on and you kind of reflect on the last moments years months whatever like when someone's sick I think, at least I feel this way about my mom, like, a lot of, like, it's very vulnerable. And I think... No. uh, I think a lot of, like, the tendencies that I maybe missed between, like, my mom and I or, like, our relationship dynamic, I think the last few months of her life or, like, the last year when she was really sick really highlighted those things in, like, a major way. Like, how, you know, she would use me as her confidant she would tell me a lot mm-hmm. of things that, like, straight up, like, you don't need to tell your, like, 16, 17-year-old daughter that you have five years left to live and don't tell your siblings. Like, you know, like, that's not something right. that I should have been holding on to. And so there were a lot of moments like that or, you know, her, she would, like, sometimes shame me and be like, I'm fucking sick right now. Like, how dare you do, like, whatever stupid right. thing I was doing in high school, you know? So it's, like, things like that, yeah. I feel like it was very highlighted and, like, amped up. And, like, upon reflecting, since, like, those are the moments you really remember when they're really sick, I think that – I don't know if I would have, like, picked up on all of those things had I not been, like – had they not been in the context of, like, something super traumatic and, like, yeah. <laughs> very, like, just, yeah, amped up. I don't know. It just sounds like – hearing this now it just sounds like her own lack of like emotional maturity you know her being like how dare you like insert be a like just be a normal teenager you know like that's basically what she was saying you know and it's like but then not asking for help like i'm sick right now how could you but then she didn't want us to know how sick she was she didn't want us to be involved with like you know her healing or whatever like she kept that very hidden but then would lash out with it when it got to be too much it it was like a weird facade thing which it's big martyr energy no offense mom i love you girl but (sighs) mommy martyr i mean there's so many layers to it right because it's like if i were in that position 
it would be really hard to like draw the line of like what to tell your kids or like what you want them to know what you want to protect them from you know like it's a it's a weird I don't think she did it well (laughs) I think it was the line was drawn fucking crooked but like that is a weird position to be put in I mean it would be hard for like an emotionally mature person to figure out how to do that Mm -hmm. you know but like our parents people from like our parents generations were just so emotionally fucking repressed that like (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can imagine how hard it would be for her to like figure out how to communicate maturely to us like what's yeah. happening and her needs, you know? It's like Totally. She didn't have any tools. No. She didn't have any tools. No. My tools. <laughs> I've got to have my tools. <laughs> yeah. I, I my father is like very Duck upfront tics. about like how sick he was. Um and uh, what he needed, but when he started to need a lot, and it's particularly affected my brother, mm. he, he didn't acknowledge how much it took out of other people, uh. Uh, which was sort of a thing with, with, with him. Like, you know, huh. he, nev- he never acknowledged like that the divorce might have an impact on me, and he never acknowledged, like, and, you know, he's the guy dying of cancer, I get it, but that... Um, you know, my brother being his full-time caretaker and, like, uh, putting on his back brace and cooking and doing chores. Like, he never acknowledged that that was, like, a lot of work or hard when he was, like, mm-hmm. working in right. grad school. And it was it was the same for me. Um, I think we've, huh. talk- we've talked a lot about just, like, other people in our lives. But is there anything that, that you th- still have to forgive yourself for? Or, like, what are things that you have forgiven yourself for that you've... And, like, how have you done that? Like, what are your, what are okay, your tactics? Okay, quickly, quickly, quickly. That just sounds like your dad has an inability... Had, excuse me. Um, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> had. We'll, we'll work on it. Going. We'll work on it. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid. How can I what do you mean? Um, J5, J5. Um, J5, J5. <laughs> it just sounds like an inability that he had to, like, be vulnerable, you know? Because, like, first of all, like, right. admitting that you're dying is very vulnerable, you yeah. know? And then, like, trying, like, asking for help and, like, acknowledging how difficult it might be for someone else is vulnerable, you know? It just, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my little two cents. Yeah, I, th- I, I, th- I think that he... I think that he would have felt some kind of guilt or, and I'm sure he did deep mm. down guilt or shame right. yeah, yeah. or um, I don't know, some kind of uh, weight or sadness if he did, ag- you know, acknowledge right. like, what, yeah. what he was, what it did to our family as well. Yeah. You know? Speaking truth, yeah. truth to power, truth to power, truth to power. Yikes. Um, okay, self forgiveness. Self forgiveness. Um, I mean, I'm perfect, baby, dude. <laughs> I'm hot. Baby I'm dude. hung. I'm baby ready. Baby dude. Baby dude. Baby dude. I think I regret. I wait. No, excuse me. What am I talking about? Uh, I regret um, talking to you. I. I think. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Googie. I need to. I need to forgive myself for feeling like. I think what I have the most like where the most tension is for me is that like when my mom was dying, I didn't do enough, you know, like I mm-hmm. didn't, s- I did not utilize that time the way I should have. I didn't spend enough time with her. I didn't love her enough, which like I could say about my whole childhood because I was such a dick to her, but I, I, f- I forgive myself for that. You know, like I didn't know any better, but like, that's the same sentiment I need to apply to when she was dying. Like she was dying. I was 20, I turned 21 a few months before she died. Like, I was not... Talk about emotionally immature. Like, that's where I was at. Like, mm-hmm. I... Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I was young. I was so young, and I had so much healing yet to do, and I was so um, just lost. I look back at that at that time, and I was so lost, and I wasn't capable of, like, being that, like, super fucking awesome support system that maybe I would be now, maybe I wouldn't be. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I need to forgive myself for that because... I think kind of like what you just said about your dad, like he was the one dying, you know, and like that's how I felt about my mom. You know, it's like it's really hard to accept and acknowledge how hard it is for you when it's like, well, I'm not the one dying, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's like I'm the kid of the one that is dying, you know, and like this is incredibly hard for me. This is incredibly draining for me. And like it's not selfish to say that or acknowledge that or to feel that, you know, and it's like. 
you know, I was a fucking full-time student. I had a part-time job. Like I was basically working and studying and going to school. And it's like, yeah, I didn't have a lot of time to see my mom. And like, that's sad, but like, I, I can't like keep beating myself up about that fucking relentlessly. Um, you know, so like, I think that's what I really, I still feel a lot of guilt for that period of time, like the year that she was dying. And I wasn't like, I don't know. Like I didn't like move back in with mom and like, you know, Mm -hmm. but she was also living her own life, which is another aspect of this that it's like, I have a savior complex, you know? And, uh, I think like, that's really what it is. Like I need to forgive myself that like I couldn't save her really. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I agree with that. It's like, holding yourself to impossible standards <laughs> oh right <laughs> i feel better uh, let it Dude, i can't believe let i have never cried on the pod it's I crazy i can't believe that either yeah, i am a sob shocking. sob baby well that's because we keep our uh humor shields up you're right yeah. you're right walls are uh, up. Walls <laughs> walls deflect up. deflect walls deflect all the way up um no i agree with that too because it's like uh, i you know we hold ourselves like impossible standards with hindsight, but it's like, yeah, yeah. I was seven fucking teen. I didn't even know, like, you know, like, there's no way yeah. that I could have been like super daughter, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. You know, like, there's just no way. And um, adding on to that, I feel like something I, I don't know. It's it's not like one incident. I feel like I have to forgive myself for, but it's just like even the aftermath. Like, maybe the first year after she had died. Just, like, uh. you know, there were, like... I feel like I wasn't very emotionally mature, like you yeah. said. Or, like, capable of, like, processing the what yeah. I was going through healthily. And I feel like, Good point. you know, there were things that I... Bad decisions I made. Yeah. You know, things, like, I lashed out. Or, like, you know, I was fucking ice cold to Harry. Like, there were, like, <laughs> emotional things where, like... I was letting people in, shutting people out. Like it was, uh, and the wrong people. (laughs) Like (laughs) So (laughs) true. So true. That was a dark period. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Bad decisions were made that Mm -hmm. like the year after. Of course they were, you know? So it's like, I'm not gonna hold myself hostage and be like, why weren't you perfect (laughs) going through this horrible thing? It's like, you know, forgiveness is about grace. And like, there's always, even if they die, there's always time to make amends, I think. And like, even just for yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I definitely, I, I, I know if I've uh, mentioned this ad infinitum on, on other uh, <laughs> episodes, but yeah, I, I, I had a similar guilt to, to you, Maddie, about not being a super boy and uh, <laughs> taking care of dad and uh, living 2000 miles away. Um, um, even though, you know, he said that that is what I should do and he wanted me to do it. Like I felt bad for not doing what my brother did, you know, like staying mm-hmm. with him, being his caretaker, just fucking handling a lot of stuff. Um, like one time my dad broke the toilet and my dad had, to <laughs> and my brother had to like, uh, clean him up and stuff like, Oh, really like fucked up stuff. Um, and, oh God. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. He fully broke the toilet? Well, yeah, yeah, he fell. It's not like he shit so hard that uh, he he just (laughs) shattered it. But, yeah. So there's water everywhere, shit on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not funny. Um, No, no, it's funny, dude. My damn... No, no, poopy butts are funny. Yeah, no, poopy butts are funny. But (laughs) I, I think something that I've really been trying to forgive myself for generally, and part of this is forgiving other people, but... Mm. I do still have, and I'm working through it, like I said with my inventory, it's like I really hated some people in my life uh, mm. after mm-hmm. my dad died, people who didn't acknowledge it or who like said something that was obviously fucked up. Um, and I, I, I really b- hated myself for having those strong feelings. Like mm. I felt so guilty. I was like, well, they're 19, or like they tried – um, and yeah. they're just scared or awkward and I didn't want to confront them because I thought that I was wrong to have those feelings. Mm-hmm. And this is something I still struggle with and something I probably learned in my childhood through all the not acknowledging the mental illness, uh, banana head, banana head. Uh, <laughs> oh God. so I'm trying to, I'm trying to peel Get my banana plunger. head back. Yeah. Plunger, plunger, yeah, plunger, yeah. plunger, <laughs> plunger, plunger, plunger. But that was that, I think that's been the hardest thing for me. It's like whenever I have resentment, 
And in AA and refuge recovery, they say resentment is the poison of alcoholics and one of like the Ugh. one of the roads to relapse. Like I have trouble Shit. forgiving myself for having resentments um, yeah. to people I know weren't intentionally causing me harm. Yeah. Uh, like that that's my biggest thing is I feel a lot of guilt and a lot of hate and that's how I try to solve it internally it's like but by talking to people and being like hey uh, not daddy obviously well you can pray to him <laughs> but whatever he's in hell no he's Ouija not Ouija board Ouija board oh Ouija my board God. Ouija board Ouija board <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it just it just says <laughs> F-U-C-K yeah fuck you um, but uh, no he's not in hell but yeah I think talking <laughs> to people and being like hey I have these feelings and right. I don't necessarily feel great about them, and here's why I maybe have them, uh, and I just want a relationship to be better, whether or not you think I'm right or I, th- I think I'm right. So that's right. something I've gotten through uh, in terms of my self-forgiveness is just publicly acknowledging my interpersonal grievances uh, because otherwise they suffocate me, and I'm just stuck in this obsessive, compulsive death spiral, which was my favorite move in bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh wait, wait, Maddie, did you see Batman last night? By the way, I did. Wait, I want to say. Okay, I sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking segue? Nice segue. I don't know, that man. So I, I thought that. So I forgive myself. <laughs> so I forgive myself, and I like the joke. Rob Pattinson's hot, though. Okay, no, I've uh, <laughs> true, heard true. resentment be described as like. Well, I think this is a saying, a twelve-step saying, like resentment is like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's the other one? Expectations are premeditated resentment. Oh, shit. That one's rough. so. Yeah. Yeah. That one's rough. A lot of resentment. I don't feel that. I didn't expect you to say that, so I don't resent you. Love you. Yeah, it's like my mind is a scary place and it's best to not go in alone or something like that. Yeah, something like the dark streets of my mind or like whatever. It's cold, really cold cryptic, night. but it's totally spot on. I love thinking about my mind. It's just like I'm walking at two in the morning with pepper spray. Fuck! Ghouls and goblins. Ghouls and goblins. <laughs> it's, you could say it's like Gotham City in my you mind. Oh. You could say it's like Gotham mm. City. Anyway, segue <laughs> to our new bit, which is movie review <laughs> with Maddie. <laughs> I, did, I saw the new Batman last night, and... It was actually, like, really good. I really enjoyed the way that Rob Pattinson played Batman because there were... It's different, right? He's, like, very socially awkward, which I think is, like, kind of... Okay, if anyone's seen the other Batmans, like, Christian Bale is much more, like, when he's uh, Bruce Wayne, he's very, like, charismatic and, like, super smooth and suave, but, like... Rob, when he's Bruce Wayne, he's, like, very, like, socially awkward and, like, He's, like, the newest Joker, He's With like, Joaquin. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen that, okay. but he's just like socially awkward. And like <laughs> that just made a lot of sense to me because when you think about it, like Batman, like this is someone who's like dressing up in yeah, a no, cape. He's insane. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, he's dressing up like a bat. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So like it makes sense to me that like the person behind that would be super awkward and kind of like almost like sociopathic yeah. in a way but like pure not an actual sociopath but you L- know like, like he just mumbles a lot a bit me. yes wait what'd yeah. you say I uh, <laughs> he like looks down and like his hair is like in front of his face and like he you know i'm like this is this makes sense to me like yeah. this does and obviously zoe kravitz is a fucking knockout like knockout. i could look at her fucking uh, face all day uh, she was wearing she was wearing like um, not spandex. What's what is it? Latex. Latex. Just all latex outfits, and I was like, oh wow, my like God. a big condom. Ugh. Well, like you know, a big condom. Like a big Jimmy. Her up. I, I got recommended a YouTube video, which is like Rob Pattinson going through his like most iconic roles or whatever, and I was like, yeah. okay, I'll click. It was one of those nights where I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna fuck watch it. this. I love I saw Twilight. That one too. And he talks yeah. about Batman, and like, I guess someone was like. This is weird. You only play freaks. And he was like, Batman is a fucking freak. (laughs) He literally has never gotten over his parents dying. He's trying to avenge them. Like, he's like, he's insane. That's the whole. Yeah. So there was a lot of like dead parent content there, you know, and um, well done. Well, I must say we 
are doing far better than Batman mm. as far as okay. processing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But um, how many skulls out of five do you give the movie? How many skulls? <laughs> how many skulls? How many I don't skulls? know, like yeah. four probably. Okay. Four skulls. Wow. It's a high rating. Four, Rotten yeah, like tomatoes. Four. Eat that. Yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. liked Eat it. Our skulls. I liked it, and I'm not super into like superhero movies at all. I like hate Marvel. No. Um, yeah. You're I just, not a Marvel. I don't, like, head? I'm not a Marvel head. But I do, I love, I think Robert Pattinson is a great actor. I yeah. think, as I said, Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> I could look great. at her all day. I think she's gotten a lot better at acting. She did a great job. Um, yeah, honestly. The, the cinematography was, like, actually pretty good as well. Yeah, overall great. Colin Farrell, I didn't believe that it was him. My boyfriend was, was like, that's penguin, Colin Farrell. Right? And I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. You're lying. He's the penguin? Yeah. I have a problem with that because Danny DeVito is yeah. my penguin. Mm-hmm. I... I okay. He could have been in again. I don't know why they got Colin Farrell, put him in a bunch of bunch of prosthetics. Like here's the thing, or excuse me, took the prosthetics off. This relates (laughs) to not only Batman but also this podcast. (laughs) I irrationally the other day had a fear of Danny DeVito dying. Dying? Why? I don't know. I just love him. I love him so much. I don't know why. There's something about like a little old man, and he's so old. I, he's like almost 80 years old and i was just like this guy's gonna go yeah like, he directed matilda when i found out he directed matilda oh my really? god I just, oh, wow. he directed it i just thought his role was fantastic but then the credits came up directed by danny oh my god danny devito i love your work <laughs> It's from I really, I don't know, but like, I was like, that's just like so like DPC brain of me to be like, Danny DeVito's gonna die. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I understand that though. Anyway, I, okay. I guess we, I guess I just want to say, I had a sex dream about a plant two days ago. Huh. Oh. Wow. Uh, do you want to do some? In wait. what? <laughs> 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 There's gonna be follow up on I, that. I feel um, like I just like lost my mind or that what <laughs> as in like you were fucking a monstera what do you mean you were entering no, a, I like plant i like kissed this plant was like on top of me kissing me huh. it had like little lips and then wow. um and then we made love so huh. do you guys want to answer some questions yeah yeah, yeah. question 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 answers answers questions Let's answer some questions. So we're kind of like on the longer end, so maybe we should do a little bit of. I think we should do like a light it. lightning round. Lightning round. Um. Okay. <laughs> Kill, killed. <laughs> I don't fear, think we're gonna have cigarettes. a lot of responses to this first one, anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so go. first one is. No, I'm kidding. Wait, Harry. What did you just say? I feel like I s- totally talked over you. Oh, I just said guilt, fear, sadness, oh, cigarettes. Okay. That's our awesome. lightning round answers. Congrats. Okay. Um. <laughs> good bit. Good bit. Good bit. Natalie said, what are healthy ways that help you cope? Well, I'm smoking cricket, 25 cricket, cigarettes cricket, a day. Cricket. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, for yeah. real. How many cigarettes do you actually smoke a day? Uh, right now, about 25. It's pretty bad. Really? 25? Yeah. No it's way, Harry. Yeah. I need Whoa. to cut down. It's fucked up. Uh, why did that immediately make me jealous? <laughs> that, that made me want that made me want to start smoking again i'm I like well, I, I was only doing yeah. 10 i think i gotta not do menthols anymore they're too tasty okay but here wait, oh, wait here. which which menthols are you doing uh marlboro menthols oh okay okay okay, okay. okay. back to here hold on hold on please guys listen to me are a little grief babies i swear i'm better i'll just say this mix a six mix a six when uh i was an outpatient i uh they, uh, there's all these things they tell you to do, and I started reading a uh, book about anti-cancer, how to avoid cancer, <laughs> uh, and they're all the same things that they tell you to take care of your mental and physical health. Mix of six. Uh, make sure that you're doing healthy things for uh, sleep, stress, sociality, exercise, diet, and chemical pollutants such as 25 uh, Marlboro <laughs> menthols. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> think about those things, little babies. Meditate. Maybe join a group. Yeah. Uh, talk to your pals. Um, fuck hard. And fuck hard. That's really and important. Yeah. yeah. Fuck monsteras. Yeah. And, and, and fuck every plant. Super yeah. Hard. Have like some little <laughs> seedlings. Yeah. Do. Yeah. A rose uh, is a okay. rose is a hoe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. No, I, would I don't. Say but <laughs> I'll say yes. <laughs> um. 
I prefer a sunflower. She's kind of like the girl next door. Okay, um. Jesus Ooh. Christ. Let's get this train on the You're track. a tall one. Something about a tulip makes me wet. Okay. Oh. <laughs> there are a lot of plants that resemble genitals. Genitalia. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to coping mechanisms that are healthy. Okay, I, fu- so I fucked a Giorgio O'Keefe print. Okay, okay go, go, go. Jesus. Go. Hey, you said wet tulip. <laughs> We said lightning round. <laughs> lightning we round. We said lightning. Lightning round. lightning round of plants you would fuck. We said thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Go healthy coping mechanisms, Maddie. just kill the man. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> singing. That is a coping mechanism for me. No. Uh, True. I would say for myself, yeah. I mean, similarly to what Harry said, you know, like. Don't take my shit. Self-care is very important to me. And so what that looks like for me is like I have a morning routine that I've been that I've had for the past two years very very critical for my serenity day in and day out like that's like how I set up kind of my 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 day um with my morning routine which includes like drinking a fuck ton of water I do <laughs> my skincare routine I stretch I'm sorry Harry I don't is, l- Harry is very obnoxiously putting chapstick <laughs> is that your like self-care is this your cat okay, coping I'm, I'm feeling dry I'm feeling dry you don't have dude to it's so dry I can't really stand dry. it I can't really stand dry. it I need spring okay I need um, a big plant <laughs> okay lightning, lightning round um like just like self-care so like i have my routine i try and eat i i don't know about y'all but like i've been struggling with disordered eating since i was 14 and i have some like rock hard um body dysmorphia so like eating trying to eat as best i can is like really important to me eating healthy um eating healthy isn't hard for me but like eating (laughs) is hard like yeah when i eat it's going to be healthy but like just eating is hard for me yeah totally totally and then like yeah getting a solid amount of sleep and then for me like art i have to create in order to like remain sane so creating something every day um and like going for walks i've also been running which is like insanely good for my mental health Mm -hmm. which i hate because running Mm -hmm. sucks Mm -hmm. um but it Mm -hmm. does feel good um and like having a ton of sex Okay. Yeah. F- uh, fucking hard. Okay. Yeah. Fucking hard. Fucking hard. hard. Um, That's two for fucking hard. All right. Yeah. yeah. Gabby. I. Googie. Here's the Googie. thing. Here's the thing. I'm not even gonna lie with my grief babies. I can say self care and I can say all these things. I don't do it. Okay. Or if I do, I'm very inconsistent. So I just want to preface all of these lightning round answers with I rarely stick to these things. (laughs) When I do, when I do, I feel great. But do I do them all the time? Absolutely not. I'm, so a, I'm, if you're on I'm that about train, to play the Oscar wrap-up music. Dude. <laughs> being a negative belly. Okay, but seriously, like, if any other G-babies are, like, trying to do these healthy things and it's not sticking, or they're in a phase where they're just, like, they can't do it, that's okay. It's it that's progress, okay. not goes. perfection. It's progress, mm. not perfection. Yeah. Boom. P-N-P. I think, like, probably my most healthy Kobe mechanisms are... You know, the classics, like whenever I'm in therapy, smoking. I feel good smoking, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> therapy, journaling. Recently, journaling, yeah. my yep. most like healthy new mechanism is I'm actually letting myself like f- feel things. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's huge. Awesome. That's huge. Or like even just like acknowledging that I am feeling a type of way like, has been really helpful. Like if I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm feeling really like crazy like i don't know just like saying it and being like i feel really sad today even if i don't actually cry or whatever like i'm pissed off like and i think getting an adhd diagnosis has really helped me pinpoint my anxieties and stuff but um anyway so yeah just like naming the thing but routine is nice do i stick to one absolutely no baby absolutely not do i wish to yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah (laughs) <laughs> that yeah. that was my weird answer <laughs> J- just to wrap up the the lightning round for that one yeah what gabby was saying about like naming the thing like i think the biggest thing for me and i'm doing it buddhism refuge recovery is meditation and part yeah. of that mm-hmm. is naming the thing it can even be something like right, it feels right, corny right. but being like oh hello fear of rejection hello craving for a drink hello yeah. grief hello guilt you just you just yeah. look at the things yeah. And then, you know, meditating no and trying to concentrate. Yeah, non-judgmental, non-attachment. Try right. to notice when you're future tripping. 
or yeah. you're like wallowing in the past and you're if where you are, if not the present. So meditation yeah. is definitely like the biggest thing. Yeah, right. Meditation helped yeah. when I did it consistently. But yeah, healthy being the coping mechanism is like figuring out healthy ways to not take out all of your shit on every single person around you, especially the people closest to you. I.E. fucking hard. I.E. <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> and that's the outlet. I like last thing, last thing. I know we keep saying last, last thing. thing, oh last thing last but thing. I really do like, lightning, I lightning. think my best method is like <laughs> healthy distractions. Because honestly, yeah. sometimes I just, there's no other solution. I just have to distract my brain for it to turn the fuck off. And like there's been times where I've reverted to not healthy distractions, but I try to make it a productive distraction, but something that will take up my brain time yeah last thing last thing i would say one of my (laughs) most healthy coping mechanisms is pausing oh and that's it Uh, period pausing yeah isn't that it's the simplest thing (laughs) is uh, i'm acting it out right now yeah, yeah, that's my coping mechanism. My mouth is a gate. <laughs> the, uh, I'm the really, I'm really, I'm really good at taking my emotions out on people. So pausing has been uh, really big. Yeah, um, the re- the remote from Adam Sandler's Click is a click. great is a God, great coping mechanism. That me the first time <laughs> I saw that it. Was so sad. Oh my God, that movie wrecked me. Jesus, I never thought an Adam Sandler flick would just like get me balling in the theater as a kid. But lightning like, round, lightning round. He has breath. Okay, <laughs> like, why are we talking about <laughs> Adam Sandler? What's the next Pause. thing? What's the next thing? Wait, we're we are going to do, is it normal to have to tell someone within 0.3 seconds of meeting them that your parents dust? Here's the honest answer. I have no idea. Still trying to figure it out. <laughs> is it normal to feel like you have to? 100%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Should you always? No. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think, I mean, I think, listen, I think it's normal because I think that's something we've all felt mm-hmm. like I need to, but I think, I don't think it's healthy. You no, know what I mean? I don't think no. that's the healthy thing to do. Um, I think yeah. that's, that's, that's what we call trauma bonding. Trauma you know what bonding, I mean? Like you're just yeah. trying to force intimacy by being like, my mom's dead, you know? Well, Cause there's no way within 0.3 seconds of meeting somebody or like chatting with them that you're that intimate or vulnerable. Like <laughs> unless it. you're just jumping into a conversation of like, what's your fucking, the worst thing that's happened to you. Like if that's like the first yeah. question, then I guess it's like, okay. But like, yeah, if that's their opener, then oh, yeah. that's the opener. I've been actually trying to reel myself in with this too. Cause like, you know, when you get like a new job or you're just around yeah. new people, like, I'm really like not even just the dead parent thing, but just like just not being like overly personal right away where it's like this person doesn't Mm -hmm. know me. I don't know them. I don't even know if I trust them with this information yet. So maybe I should just they might not even care. So maybe I should just chill. like maybe I should just chill. Then you feel really weird when you're like, God, did I just like tell them way too much? And they just reacted and like they're like, oh, okay. It can be off-putting. I think with time (laughs) and healing, I think with time and healing, because, like, the further I get from it, a.k.a. it being my mom's explosion, (laughs) and, and like, the more (laughs) skilled I get as a person, the less and less I want to do this, Mm -hmm. this being, you know... The podcast? Dump. Okay, Okay, awesome. (laughs) This being tell someone that my parents dust within 0.3 seconds of meeting them. Because this is definitely something that I used to always want to do. And Gabby yeah. saw me do it so many times with people yeah. where I would just yeah. be like, oh my God. it was like, talk about yes. a lightning round. It was yes. like me lightning rounding my trauma onto people. No, that like was Arkansas really thunderstorm of, of, of revealing. It I was mean, a phase for me. It's uncomfortable when everyone knows that we're blood related. <laughs> so it, I couldn't separate myself from it because we'd meet somebody be like, she'd be like, we're sisters. Our parents and al- our dad's an alcoholic. Our mom's dead. And I was like, I don't know her. <laughs> <And> I, <was laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. And then I'd be like, it's the rumors are true. Listen, <laughs> I would work it in way more organically than that. It wasn't but it just was within nowhere. the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. To answer from my perspective, it's normal to have this urge yeah. Not healthy, though. I no. wouldn't yeah. say it's healthy. Um, well, I, I, but I it's think okay. It, I think it's a symptom of something. Like, definitely at the beginning, like, for the first few months or years or whatever, you, hopefully not years, but if you if you feel like <laughs> you want to do that, it makes sense. Because for, for me, like, the pain is so extreme. 
it's like there's a harpoon in you. And you're like, yeah. does anyone want to talk about the harpoon? Yeah, I, it's yeah. oozing. You I'm think just, everyone I, can see the harpoon, but yeah, really and only at, you can. I'm at Trader Joe's, and I'm like, does anyone care about the harpoon? Or it's like, fine that I have a harpoon, and my liver's <laughs> over there. Uh, but if it goes on for like a long period of time, or even at the beginning, like I think it's good to check in with yourself. Okay, if I'm trying to get strangers to acknowledge the death of my mother, like, is there anyone in my actual support group who is listening to me? Because if you're right. still mm-hmm. trying to do mm-hmm. that for years, then start e- a pod. Then e- either start a start a fucking pod and hammer yeah. ham and then fuck it hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just make sure that you are talking to someone. I mean, if you don't have someone in your circle, like a professional, but that could be a symptom of like you just not being able to to talk about that. That shit. Is. So true. Well, yeah, that's, that's a good that's point. That's actually a good point. interesting, Harry, because that brings. I know up it's interesting. That no, that brings up something <laughs> which is um. You know, maybe grief babies need an outlet, a place where they can talk mm. about their experience. I see what you're doing huh? here. This is a big fucking segue, guys. And we're just going <laughs> to wrap up here wheels. by announcing. <laughs> we're all on the segue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the edge of my we're segue. All. And the thing is. Uh, <laughs> now announcing meet and grieve. Meet okay? and grieve. We want to start a virtual informal grief group. Mm-hmm. And let us know what you think. Would you be interested? What What would you like to see there? Would that be valuable? I don't know. We're going to announce Don't it. sue us because it's not real therapy. It's just don't, this. It's not real therapy. Yeah. It would just be a hangout, you know, and a place to chat. So a chili but chat. we are super a famous, so everyone will have to sign an NDA. NDAs, yeah. yeah. NDAs. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell anyone we fuck plants. but um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most, of, most of us are single and some of us fuck plants, so whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what happens in the Zoom stays in the Zoom. So, mm-hmm. uh, patent pending. God. <laughs> Co- coming soon <laughs> um but yeah that is our big uh Wapertini announcement no on to be real it should be pretty fun and therapeutic and i think very just was i not being real I- i'm no, sorry no no you were being real was that I think false well the plant <laughs> fucking isn't gonna happen oh. talking I'm about ndas and that's plant, plant that's fucking and <laughs> that's fake that's fake that's fake, fake, fake and what fake. happens in zoom stays in zoom it's not like vegas it's it's well, gonna well, be well, Roll the dice and your pair yeah, might it, be next. It's a gamble. <laughs> yeah, it's a gamble. It is a gamble. <laughs> but no, me, uh, me and Maddie both have uh, experience facilitating different oh. kinds of groups. We've all been involved yeah. with groups. So we'll, we'll keep you safe, little babies. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. And I'm unhinged, so yeah. you can trust me. Yeah, you can you yeah. can ask You've us. You've attended groups. Yeah, so I've you, attended. you know the format. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Generally. Mm-hmm. I've but we'd we'd love we'd love to meet you. We'd love to say hello. Uh yeah. no d- no doxing. No doxing. We will not dox a single no soul. Dox, no. We won't no. dox you. Per no. usual, you can dox us. That's fine. Or me, Harry Vigo John Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, free of charge, free of charge. Free of charge, free of charge. But mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. I don't know, it'll be like Discord or Zoom or something. I don't know, it'll be chill. Yeah. It's a little Details experiment. Details to come. Tune Details in on to our come. Instagram to or our website come. or wherever. Yeah, go to deadparentsclub.rip, the deadparentsclub.rip on Instagram as well. Send us mm-hmm. an email mm-hmm. at, mm-hmm. you guessed it, deadparentsclub.rip at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> Don't you forget it. It's lengthy. It. Don't yeah, it is it. lengthy, but the dot rip's important, guys. It's a mouthful. It's give give us five stars. Show us show us uh, what you like. If someone in your life uh, has a dead parent or a dead brother, I don't care, or someone's dying, <laughs> someone. yeah. shove someone our dead. shove our podcast down their throat with yeah. a big plunger Choke vacuum. Give them. give yeah. them a banana headed version of this pod because mm-hmm. we're we're mm-hmm. we're out here. We love you, and uh, we know what's best for you. So we know, we know what's we best for you. Yeah, yeah. I love you guys more than plants, more than roses. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. We need you more than you we need, need us. Yeah. Not meaning we want to fuck you. Yeah, I, I, I cut that. Cut that. Cut that. I need you. I need you. Um. Yeah. If you like the way that we fuck hard, give us five stars. Yeah. Give us five stars, and honestly, shout out to whoever. 
uh, gave us a review on Apple like oh a yeah. month ago. Uh, the tagline was "Making Death More Fun," and it was like that MKHD. really HD, yeah, something that warmed our hearts, and we love to hear your feedback. So we love all the DMs. We love them all. Send Slit, us down the feedback. Slides. If it's five a.m. and you're feeling crazy, send it our way. If it's a well-composed email, send it over. We don't care. We are not fair-weathered friends. No. No, we are here in the <laughs> trenches with you. We yeah. have shovels. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're yeah. burying the corpses. We are burying the corpses. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, we'll bury your corpses. Uh, anyway, cool. We I'm uh, someone else's dead parent. We went over um, an hour. That's okay. That's okay. Anyways, I'm Harry underscore VJG on Instagram. If it looks like a fake account, it's because I just got it. So, awesome. nice, nice, nice. I don't nice. have an Instagram, but. Uh, um, Follow Dead Parents Club. Fo- follow, follow yeah. me, follow me on the streets me. from behind follow with a hood. Follow me for the rest of your life. Yeah, I have an yeah. Instagram, but I can't really relay the handle, which I think might be handles, an issue. Actually, here's, here's for what's promotion. Easier. Go to deadparentsclub.rip at Instagram. Handles in the bio. Handles All in right. the bio. Handles in bio. Mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop. Love you, mic babies. Drop, drop. Okay, love babies. Love you. God damn it, we love you. We love you. Love, love you. Fuck hard plan like vines. Shut your pile up. Shut your pile up. Okay. Shut your pile up. Was that good for you? I liked watching.